today on this fourth Sunday of Easter. We celebrate what is known as Good Shepherd Sunday. Today is not only the fourth Sunday of Easter, but also Good Shepherd Sunday, because what happens to us as we meditate on the reality of Christ and his resurrection, we meditate on Jesus, who is he? Who is the one who's risen from the dead? He's the one who guides and shepherds, takes care, of, takes care of us. And this is why I think today, in a very appropriate way, we try to enter more deeply into the mystery of who is this Lord? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus for us? What does he do? How we are able to relate to him on a deeper level. And so if we were to look at today's world, Many today look at the reality in which they live and they see that's all there is. They place their hope in this world. They place the hope in the future of the events of this world. So their hope is basically horizontal. But for generations of people, for generations of people who believe in God, their hope was placed in God. It was a vertical relationship. It wasn't just a here and now. This is when we speak of, you know, political philosophies or Marxism or so. It's placing hope in this world only. If there is no God, if they do not accept God, therefore there's no, there's no hope outside of this world. And yet we as people who believe, who know and understand the truth, we know that down at the deepest levels of our heart, the world here does not fulfill every aspect of our wishes, desires. We will look for something that goes beyond because that, that which goes beyond is life, beyond the grave. And so we place our hope in, in God. We place our hope in his son, the one who has redeemed us, but also the one who has risen, is, is, he's risen from the dead. So we know that the life on earth does not cease, does not stop just here and now on the, in this world only, but it continues. And so this gift that God has given us to his son is a gift of hope that goes beyond the grave. It's a hope that God is with us. God who not only created us and just let us go, but God who created us and who takes care of us was involved very much in our life. And he manifested this gift of being with us through his son. He gave us a son. Yes, though God and yet became fully human through incarnation, he became one of us so that he may manifest the divinity, the father's care, the father's tender love, the father's merciful regard towards us that we may understand in a human way, that we may see with the human eyes, hear with human ears, and experience the human touch, the presence. This is what God wanted to do for us so that we may have hope in him, hope that goes beyond the, the grave, hope that is actually rooted in the very presence, in the spiritual gifts that God gives us through himself. And you know, when we look at what did Jesus do for us, especially during this whole 
Easter season, you know, started with Lent and then the Paschal mystery, you know, Christ suffering, dying and rising for us and the gift that he has given us through Divine Mercy Sunday, which means he wants to forgive us everything that we have ever done and all the remove all the consequences of our sins, you know, through, through a special gift by, by faith, by receiving the Eucharist, he wants to give us all. And so what we have today, as we re reflect on Good Shepherd, we have to realize that there's many titles that Jesus received because there's many dim dimensions of who he is for us. Yes, he is the Lamb of God, slain but living, alive. Jesus spoke of himself, I am the way, the truth and the life, the way by which we can enter heaven, the way by which we can relate to God the Father as his children. He's the truth, the ultimate truth. The truth is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The truth that, that this world is not only that which we see here, but also the invisible reality as we pray on Sundays and solemnities when we pray the creed. The truth is God, the Father. The truth is Jesus, the Son of God, who became one of us. The truth is the Holy Spirit. The truth is the gospel. The truth is a church. The truth is everlasting life. That's the truth that we, we proclaim. And Jesus is the truth because in him, the, our faith becomes alive because he's the instructor and guide and teacher. He's also the life, life. I am the, the way, the truth and life, the true life, the ultimate life not the life of only the physical reality here on earth, but the life of glory. So this is what we have. You know, St. Paul had difficult time trying to capture what did Jesus do for us? And, and in, in, in the letter to, to, to the Romans, he had 10 different ways of describing what the Lord Jesus did for us. He only saved us, means healed, healed the, the, the deepest wounds of who we are, sin, healed the, the, the wounds of, the, of original sin and, and actual sin. He redeemed us, brought us back. And so St. Paul continues, he justified us. He reconciled us. He is our reconciliation. He atoned for our sins because we were not able to make up for the sin that we have offended God with. We're not able to. So he became the atoning sacrifice by which we were freed, by which we were received a, 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 a freedom and, and relationship with the Father. He expiated us, united us, justified us. I mean, there's so many expressions that St. Paul used because it's so hard for us to grasp the truth and the reality of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. What he has done, is something extraordinary to even grasp. And so we have these, these words, these, these expressions, which we need to use in order for us to grasp more deeply what the Lord has done for us because he has done everything for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven for us and for our salvation. He has given us his, the gift of the Holy Spirit for us and for our salvation. He rose from the dead, all those things that we have. Now, I want to kind of go more deeply into the title that he, that we honor him today. You know, the title that he is our good shepherd. Again, it's through expressions, through imagery that we can come to grasp more fully, 
more more deeply this gift of God himself, the God who gives himself to his son. He is the good shepherd. In the Old Testament, if we were to look in the Old Testament, because you know, as you know, Palestine is agrarian society, and especially many, many, because of the environment in which they live, sheep, uh, goats are predominant. So we have we have examples of of shepherds, very true. You know, when I went to the Holy Land, you know, it's a little bit more than 20 years ago, um, and and I was fascinated by by the shepherds. I know that we had our tour bus would stop by near near this oasis, this this water, you know, the, uh, the springs of water. And there were just the thousands of sheep around it. And then we waited long enough. And, you know, and then all of a sudden we hear one call and one call and all of a sudden the sheep would recognize the voice of that shepherd and start pulling away from the water. I guess they were ready. They had enough of, 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 of the fresh water they were drinking. And so they would, they would leave that oasis, they would leave that, 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 their area and begin to, from different parts, they were not together as they were drinking. They were all over the place. And all of a sudden, different sheep would sort of raise their heads and all of a sudden they would be following, following that call. And they would recognize that shepherd's voice and they would follow. Then another one would give another call. Each one had a very unique call. And then another group of sheep would kind of start pulling away from the water and start following him. You know, the, the, the imagery is so vivid being in the Palestine, the shepherd that calls his sheep and the sheep recognize his voice and follow him. They do not follow another call, but they are such a unique, unique call for each. Even though sheep may not be as 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 as, uh, as uh, very intelligent as a creature, and yet they know the voice of the shepherd. They're able to distinguish that which 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 is given to them. And then what what happens is further. You know, again, this is from my own experience. I have seen sheep. You know, I, I grew up also on farm, and I have spent time in areas where there are sheep. I watch sheep. If you were to ever watch sheep. They follow the green grass, wherever the green grass is, which means that, that they don't even look up. They just keep on walking, walking, following the green grass. And, and, and then they raise their hat and sometimes they separate themselves from the, from the group. That's why shepherds often have a sheepdog because they want to herd them together. So they will stay together, otherwise they will scatter. And the reason they would scatter is not because they, they're, you know, they want to leave. No, they just follow the green grass follow that which fulfills their stomachs, you know, that which fulfills their, their, their need for, for existence. And so in that sense, you know, even though they're very intelligent, recognizing a voice, but they're very dumb in, in being able to lose themselves very quickly. And here we have, we have Jesus as our good shepherd and we are the flock, we're the sheep. In the Old Testament, why, why there was such an importance of using the term shepherd. We have, for example, in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he is the one who leads me into green pastures. He cares for me. He leads me into springs of living water. So the imagery of the shepherd contained in the Old Testament is vivid. There's so many references to it, you know, that he will lead him to the, fount to the fountains of water. You know, that Isaiah, 
uh, 49, he'll gather the dispersed. It is showing the solicitude towards the, all of the, of the sheep. And the, and the ca character of the sh shepherd is that not only is he leading the sheep where the food is found, where water is found, but he also protects them, protects them from wolf, protects them from those who would in any way try to rip him away from, from the shepherd. Now, there's another one, another dimension of the shepherd, which, which we hear in the Old Testament, is the dimension is the, that God has entrusted his leaders to be shepherds of his people. So like Moses or the kings of Israel, especially King David was known as a shepherd. So the imagery of the shepherd was, was put onto the leaders of, of his people, especially the kings. And yet the Lord there complains that they feed themselves, but they do not, do not feed the flock. Shepherds, these types of shepherds are not according to his heart. And so there's we have is the future glimpse into the good shepherd and is the, the future shepherd that will bring all the dispersed sheep from, from around the world, from wherever they were scattered, because he is the only one that's good shepherd. And this is what Ezekiel promised Jeremiah uh, to send us a shepherd that will lead and bring us all together to gather all the scattered sheep of, of Israel. And then so finally we have the shepherd is Jesus and we see how this good shepherd, how this shepherd relates to us. Jesus is a good shepherd. This, Jesus was born where? In a cave, in the shepherd's place, is a stable where the, the sheep were, where the shepherds gathered. So right from the start, the Lord gave us an indication, the Father gave us indication where the son would be. He was born in a cave where the shepherds were. Shepherds were the ones who recognized him at, at birth because it was to the shepherds that the Lord revealed through his angels, go to, go to the, the, the Bethlehem, go and, and honor him. So the shepherds are the ones who, who are the ones who honor him uh, first. And, and he is born among, among, the, among the, she, the, the shepherds cave, you know, the, 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 the Bethlehem uh, cave. But then we see is the Lord who begins to take care of the sheep. And how does he do it? By instructions. He does it by healing, healing their wounds. You know, we know the flock, we know the people. This is how you approach. He, he feeds them, nourishes them with, with, with bread when they're hungry. He uh, nourishes with the mercy, with the gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness, because he knows that they're broken. They need he the healing from in their heart. So it is this, this shepherd, that the good shepherd, and so he's the one who takes care. He is truly the, the Christ is the Lamb, but also the, the shepherd. And especially in the Gospel of Saint John, there's a beautiful nuances of who this 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 shepherd is. He is above all, like today we heard, is not only that he, he's, he's the one who protects and guards, you know, he brings them all into the sheepfold, but he's also the one who gave up his life for them. He's the one who protects them. And he's the one who will, will give up his life so that the sheep may have may life. And we see that the Lord gave his life for us, for his sheep. 
And then he instructs us in a way that he says, do not be afraid, little flock, that it has pleased the Heavenly Father to give you eternal life. It has pleased the Eternal Father to give you his kingdom. You know, that, that type of imagery of, of sheep and being, 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 the, being the, taken care of by a good shepherd is very beautiful. You know, and how, and, and, and we know that, that this truth of Jesus as good shepherd, it, it gives us an understanding that he really loves us because who else would give up his life for, for sheep? Who else is a shepherd? He's not a hireling. You know, he doesn't dispense. He doesn't sort of kind of let us go, runs away. Those are the bad shepherds. And this is when Jesus says to us, and especially early church, which had powerful, loved his imagery. He says, you cannot be shepherds that abandon the sheep. You cannot be shepherds that only look after your own good. Those are the, sheep, the shepherds which are rejected by God. And so we have to be like Jesus himself. You know, the pastoral ministry of the church, of Catholic church is pastoral means to, to pasture the sheep, the very words which we use. Pastor in a parish, who is he? He's supposed to be the shepherd. He's the pastor. He pastures the sheep. He's the one. It is, this is the, the imagery. So the pastors are, you know, we use that imagery because we know how we are to be. We are to be like Christ. We like to be like Good Shepherd. But there's one more dimension here, which is very, very important for us, is that if the Lord is our shepherd, we are to be a, a faithful sheep, that we are to listen to his voice. We can't just separate ourselves. We can't just follow the green pastures wherever they lead, and all of a sudden if we find ourselves totally lost in life. We are totally separated. Now we don't have the protection of the Good Shepherd to protect us from adversities. We are ripped apart. Wolves take, you know, rip us, destroy us. They devour us. So, so the, the, again, the imagery, not only is a good shepherd, but also who we are as, as his flock. We are to be faithful flock. We have to listen to the voice. We can't all of a sudden start following somebody else's voice and which lead us to, leads us astray or lead us to, to, to slaughter because people will take advantage of us. This is, in, and there's many leaders who want to use, use people for their purposes, for their ends. So we have to be careful. And if we follow Jesus, if we follow the Good Shepherd, we know that we are in good hands. And then and finally, the last aspect is not only we are to be faithful, but we have to realize that he's the only one who's able to nourish us. He will give us the things that we truly desire and wish for because he knows, he knows us. He knows what we need. He anticipates our needs. And when we, you know, through get stuck in, in some shrubs, he knows how to, to, to untangle us. Because as you know, sheep has wool. And so you go into thickets and, and into, into, uh, in, into, into shrubs that sometimes will tangle, tangles up and we're not able to untangle ourselves. That's sin. This is what sin does. We are entangled in sinful ways. We're not able to get ourselves out no matter how much we try. And we need this good shepherd to untangle us, to free us. Also, we need the good shepherd if we are if we have hopped too, too much into a rough terrain and we break, break a, a leg 
then then again it's the shepherd who knows how to 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 um, you know help us out to provide the healing or even to carry us on his shoulders beautiful image of jesus the risen one beautiful image of god's love for us beautiful image of what jesus does for us and this is why we have to not only say yes to him but he says oh lord you are my good my shepherd there's nothing i shall want in green in green pastures you lead me i want to follow you i want to follow wherever you are so may the lord then through this eucharistic celebration today may he deepen our understanding of jesus as our good shepherd and then may we may follow him all the way to his kingdom to share in the joys of the father's house in the joys of eternity and of paradise are you a marian helper Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.